Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the parables of Jesus. Uh, taking quite a bit of time with this, right? Because he spoke a great deal in parables, and there's a lot to be learned uh, from what Jesus was saying in each one of these. We are in the 16th chapter of Luke, and we looked at the first part of a parable in the previous episode. So let me go back and reread these first was eight verses, I think, and then we'll continue on to the end of it. Uh, Jesus makes it abundantly clear what the point and what the purpose is and what he's driving home with this parable, though the details are intriguing and, and honestly are up to uh, debate as to what did he mean by them. So here's Luke chapter 16, verse 1. Now Jesus was also saying to the disciples, notice he's speaking to the disciples now. There was a rich man who had a manager, and this manager was reported to him as squandering his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account for your management, for you can no longer be manager. The manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master has taken the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the management, people will welcome me in their homes. And he summoned each of his master's debtors, and he began saying to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the sons of this age are more shrewd in relationship to their own kind than the sons of light. So the master actually praised this unrighteous manager for what he had done, that he was acting shrewdly. Well, how was he acting shrewdly? Well, he was trying to take care of several situations at the same time. He had not been handling his master's money well. And so he's now trying to get some money back, which he did. He got more than a majority back, a portion of everything, okay, back for his manager. Also, he didn't want to burn bridges down between he, even his master, and his master's clients, okay? He wanted to be able to have access to their houses to be able to continue doing business with them, et cetera, et cetera. And so he did this <clears throat> to where he could... Uh, make amends for everybody, shall we put it that way? And so the clients, the customers are ecstatic because they're getting to settle a debt for a percentage of what was actually due. Uh, the master's praising him for his shrewdness because he's getting some money back at least from him. But then Jesus drives home this point. He says, you know, he's, uh, the sons of this age are more shrewd in relation to their own kind than the sons of light. What did he mean by that? The sons of this age. It seems to be pointing to those of the world are more shrewd 
in handling the things of the world than the sons of light. And that doesn't mean that the sons of light are not shrewd in handling the things of the world. That's not what's being said here. Let's keep on pressing on. I think we'll get more insight. Now, verse 9. This is Jesus still speaking. And I say to you, make friends for yourself by means of the wealth of unrighteousness, so that when it fails, they will receive you into the eternal dwellings. <laughs> this is one of those verses, the more I look at it, uh, the less I understand. I mean, really, what is being said here? Well, let me read it again. And I say to you, make friends for yourself by means of the wealth of unrighteousness, so that when it fails, they will receive you into the eternal dwellings. So let me just point out a couple things that are sort of obvious, then we'll read the other verses, <coughs> if we have time. <laughs> and, uh, and I think they'll help us a lot, okay? Jesus is telling them to make friends for yourself by means of the wealth of unrighteousness. There's the wealth of unrighteousness. And he says you can use that wealth of unrighteousness. Again, Jesus is saying make friends for yourself by means of the wealth of unrighteousness so that when it fails, when what fails? Well, the wealth of unrighteousness. When it fails, they will receive you into the eternal dwellings. Well, that's interesting. Who are they? Well, again, I think these next verses will help us. So let's continue reading. Verse 10. Jesus says this. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Now, verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been faithful... In the use of unrighteous wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? So now I think Jesus is uh, is bringing home the whole point of this thing. He actually starts off with the word "therefore." Right? Here's the point. Here's the conclusion. If you've not been un if you have uh, not been faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth, who's going to entrust you with true riches? Verse twelve. And if you have not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? So you see what Jesus is saying, <clears throat> that if you're not faithful in what you have, then how are you going to be faithful in the true things? If you're not faithful in uh, what somebody else has granted to you, then how are you going to be faithful with your own? Now, verse 13, the last verse sort of brings this all together. Jesus continues to speak. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Now, okay, we get to what the whole point is. And if you sit there and see, okay, this is the point that he's making, then go back and read the parable. And I would suggest doing it several times over and over and just meditating upon it, that the Lord gives us insight into what he's saying right here. What's the bottom line? He's letting his disciples know 
that you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and wealth. You're going to serve one, and you're not going to serve the other. He's also letting them know there's nothing wrong with the unrighteous wealth. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. There's nothing wrong with it. It has to do with who you are serving. You can't serve two masters. If your master is wealth and the pursuit of wealth and the maintaining of wealth, then you're not going to have God as your master. If you love wealth, then you're going to hate God. If you're devoted to wealth, then you're going to despise and not be devoted to God. So what's he saying to his disciples? He's saying, serve God. Love God. Be devoted to him and his kingdom. Everything else will then fall into place. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.